Are you a business owner who's fed up with feeling like the world thinks you have to be a boss babe CEO, whatever the hell that is, or hustle 24-7 in order to be taken seriously? If so, welcome to Life in Business, the podcast for women just like you who want to find a slow and steady way to grow your business that's built around genuine work-life balance, not a multi-million pound empire. I'm your podcast host, Libby Langley, business coach and mentor, solopreneur, sole trader, cat mama, and diehard advocate of doing less to achieve more. In Life in Business, I'm going to share with you how to make small but effective tweaks, how to be confident in your business decisions, how to say no to things you think you should be doing, and how to make a healthy and guilt-free profit doing exactly what you love the most without working 14 hours a day. Get ready to make your dreams come true. Here's this week's episode. Hello, and welcome to today's episode of Life in Business. I'm Libby Langley, your host for this podcast, and I just wanted to say welcome, welcome, welcome. I really appreciate you being here. I love being in your ear and sending you positive vibes and messages of how you can make your business easier more joyful, more gentle, more simple, and more successful, because that's what it all boils down to. Today, I'm going to talk to you about why you need to send more emails, or if you don't send emails, start sending emails. It's a juicy one today, so listen carefully. I sent my first marketing email Communication email, conversation email, or email, whatever you want to call it, mass email. Let's call it mass email, uh, which sounds awful, actually, but you understand what I mean. It's not just an email that goes through Outlook or Gmail or whatever to one person. This is about kind of communicating with a group of people via email. Okay. I sent my first one back in 2012, and it's been the thing consistently over the years that's actually brought me the most clients. And it really is just such an important piece of your overall business growth marketing puzzle that if you miss this, you're kind of leaving yourself really open and really vulnerable. And I'm going to explain that today. So I want to share with you why sending emails is the fastest and easiest way to grow your business. Because I know that you're sitting there or walking your dog or in the bath, wherever you are today. (laughs) I know that you want to grow your business or you wouldn't be listening to this. And I also know that you want to grow your business in the easiest way possible. (laughs) And let me tell you, email is one of those things. Okay. So why email? Because we're all on social media. You might have heard about this podcast through social media. We might have chatted before on social media. If so, say hi. I'm at Libby Langley on Instagram. I love to hear from you. And social media is brilliant, right? It's a brilliant way to meet new people, connect with new people, make friends, potentially go viral and reach thousands of people in one go. But, 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 but it is also rented land. And by that, I mean, you don't own it, you don't control it. It ain't nothing to do with you, okay? You are merely using someone else's drum to play your tune, okay? 
So building your business just on social media is like building your house on rented land. And this is a message that I've been saying for a decade. And still, I know you might be one of them, that there are people who don't email and just use social media. And it is such a vulnerable place to be. And I don't want you to be vulnerable in business. I want you to be in control in your business. And I want you to be as effective and make as big a difference as you possibly can. Okay. So I'm not saying don't use social media because social media is great, right? Um, This is about belt and braces here or just a belt or just braces actually because social media is neither of those. So social media is like building your house on rented land because you could lose your account. And I hate saying this out loud because I would hate it to happen to me. (laughs) It's something I live in fear of all the time because it would be dreadful. But the thing is, it does happen and it happens a lot. And I've seen it happen numerous times to people over the years and there ain't nothing you can do about it, really. Um, Particularly Meta, who own Instagram and Facebook, there's zero way of getting in touch with people. You, You can fill in a form, but you may or may not hear back. So it's really, really tough. And particularly there was a spate a few years ago. I I worked quite a bit with driving instructors along the way. And I used to write for a driving instructor magazine about social media and marketing. And I spoke at a few driving instructor events. And one thing that was quite common in the driving sector world, unfortunately, was people losing their Facebook accounts. So this was quite a few years ago before Instagram became kind of as mainstream as it is now, I suppose maybe six or seven years ago, I suppose this was. And what would happen was that driving instructors, they would be, you know, Rachel Jones, and then they would put um, their initials, uh, the the accredited initials of a driving instructor after their name or driving instructor or something like that. And that would get picked up by Facebook and their account would be shut because they'd be using their personal profile for business purposes Now, the rules have changed slightly. Um, You're still not supposed to use your personal profile for business purposes on Facebook, but you can switch it to become a creator account. And the, the the rules are kind of slightly more complicated, but different than then. But that used to be, that used to be a thing that would happen just almost overnight. And it's utterly heartbreaking because driving instructors in particular would, they were dealing with younger people and younger people would, um, understand the concept of like making friends with someone so they would send a friend request and you can see how it would happen and it was never anything it was never anything wrong really that anybody well they were breaking Facebook rules but it was not the intention was not malicious or incorrect or anything like that but it yeah it, it was horrible to to see and it happens a lot and there were glitches towards the end of 2020 in the second third quarter. Yes, the third quarter. I forgot how maths work then. <laughs> third quarter of 2022, they, um, there was a glitch with Instagram and it was just shutting down accounts left, right and centre. And not really much you can do about it or you might get hacked or anything like that. So just relying on social media is a very vulnerable place to be in and there's lots you can do to, pre- to prevent that happening. So also you have no control over who sees what. You don't, the algorithms on social media are notoriously challenging 
for us to work with. And it might be that someone has connected with you on Instagram, never sees any of your content, never sees any of your content. And it's not that they're not interested and it's not that they wouldn't comment or like or engage if they saw it. The algorithm just has decided they ain't going to see it. So they ain't going to see it. And that's very difficult because you might have 500 followers or 2000 followers on Instagram, but the people who really would like to see your content just aren't seeing it. And the way that we work is that we don't then go to someone's profile to see what they've posted because nobody's got any the time or energy to do that. So people, you've got no control over who sees what. And also you don't own the, own the data. So your followers, followers accounts could all be shut down too. And you wouldn't remember who they were or remember their names. Some, you know, some you might, but you've no way of kind of carrying on the conversation because they might be called something different on Instagram to Facebook or not have a Facebook account or LinkedIn is their proper work name and their Instagram isn't. So it's, it's very difficult. You don't own any of the data. So relying solely on social media like I say, is a really vulnerable position to be in. And I don't want you to to remain in that state if you are in that state. So email is a really great way to keep in touch with people. And you know what? It's really easy. It's really easy because social media, you need to post, you know, a lot, right? If you post twice every day, you're going to get, arguably, you're going to get quicker results, reach more people than if you post twice a week. There is no hard and fast rule for that. And there are a million caveats to what I've just said. But generally speaking, because they're noisy spaces, the more often and more consistently you are posting good content, the more you're going to grow there. Okay. But with email, that is not true. Because if you're emailing your email list twice a day, every day, you're going to get a lot of unsubscribes. <laughs> so one or two emails a week has a really big impact for basically hardly any work, right? It doesn't take long to write an email. If you're writing something beautifully crafted that has a specific call to action and perhaps it's a sales email, yeah, sure, it might take you an hour or so. But if you're doing a quick keep in touch, here's my latest podcast, might take five minutes and it still has massive value because you're signposting people to something that's useful to them. So I send out two emails a week every week. Now, that's not how I've always been, but at the moment on a Monday morning and Thursday morning, I email my list to share something interesting or useful that's happened either recently or during my decade in business and something that will help the people on my people reading the email to make their business easier, to be better in business with less stress. And I do it religiously every week and I schedule them. So sometimes I'm a few weeks ahead. Sometimes I'm just scheduling for a few days ahead, but they're always scheduled. And that just takes loads of pressure off. I mean, that really is an easy way of doing business, right? And the thing is that they're really personal too. Email is far more intimate than social media because on social media, everybody knows that you're posting something out to the masses. Yes, you talk in a language that appeals to a certain type of people, your, you know, your ideal client, your ideal audience, and you share images that or videos that will appeal to, to a certain group of people. But it's not intimate. 
the conversations you can then have are intimate, but email is, is, is much more intimate. It's much more personal because people are reading it in their own quiet, private space. They're reading their emails. So they're not just scroll, scroll, scrolling by. And also software allows for you to personalize your emails. You can put people's names in it. I mean, how wonderful is that to be able to send an email to 500, 5,000 people and every single one is addressed by their name? All right, it's just, it's wonderful. It's absolutely wonderful to receive emails that really feel like people are actually talking to you as a as a friend. And it's an honor to be able to send emails like that as well. My email marketing, I, I do absolutely love it, I have to say. And it's like I've got a kind of pen pal nature to it, I'd say. I've got a few people on my email list who every so often will reply to an email, but it sparks a whole conversation and it's about their lives and it's about what they're doing in business. And it's no, it's not a sales thing. It's a, it's a really powerful relationship and it becomes almost like a support, a support mechanism for both people. And there's absolutely a place for that in business. It's not all, it's about com- connection and communication. It's not all about selling stuff all the time. So this pen pal nature, I really, I quite like. And people can read emails at their own pace. You know, they can read it two days later or three days later, later, but on social media, it will disappear and they ain't never going to find it again. So you have much more, what, what you write in an email has much more of a lifespan than something you share out on social media. And if you're listening to this and thinking, yeah, sounds great, but I don't know what to do. Then if you go to libbylangley.com slash resources, I've got a really simple checklist um, for the easy ways to start emailing your audience. So it's just, it's not a technical guide at all, but it is some of the things for you to think about uh, the, you know, the stuff that matters, the kind of how you feel about it and how to get started with it. So that's available to download at um, libbylangley.com slash resources. So I suggest you go and have a look at that. And the thing about email really is you can start today. You do not need any additional skills. You do not need to learn how to email people. There are lots of courses you can find online that will help you. And certainly with my clients, I give them structure on how to send emails and things that it's worth including and things that it's not worth including and basically kind of cutting out a lot of the waffle that we tend to put into things. But you don't have to do that. You can just start today. You don't need any extra skills. You just need to know how to type really, <laughs> so, which you can do. I am sure that you can do that. And if you can't, you can find someone online who is a virtual assistant, assistant who can type for you. Okay, so there really are no excuses here. And so to start a list to email, an email list, you basically need to just collect together all the emails from clients, ex-clients, people that you've worked with, you know, you will have the beginnings of a list there. Now, there are certain rules and regulations like GDPR, which says how you email people and how you store all the data. And I'm not going to go into that here. But you can certainly get the, you can Google the basics of that, of what you need to do. But basically, people need to give you permission to email them, which most people whose email addresses you've got will have done along the way somewhere. And also people need to have the option to unsubscribe. So that's very, very top level um, guidance on email marketing there. But if you keep those two things in mind, then you won't go much far wrong, really. And 
then you need to send an email, right? (laughs) You need to have someone to send an email to and you need to send an email. So the email that you send can just be, hi, how are you? My name's Libby. We worked together before. Starting up an email list. If you don't want to be on it, reply and let me know or click unsubscribe. And this is the kind of stuff I'm going to be sending you. If you know of anyone else who might be interested, forward them this. So you see, it can be as simple as that. And that's so gentle and so nice and so easy. I have always sent regular emails out to, to people, like I say, since 2012. But I had a bit of a hiatus when I was doing more corporate work. So I wasn't doing as much marketing for myself, even though I was still working for myself. And I did have a break from emailing people. So how I used to do it pre-break was I used to blog three times a week. So I had a team then and between us, we would blog three times a week. And every Saturday, I would send out an email around lunchtime on a Saturday, send out an email basically summarizing the blogs for that week. If you want to read more about this, click here or this, click here or this, click here. And then sometimes there was, sometimes that was it. And sometimes there was a, you know, you might want to sign up for this. We've got something, we're launching something, something's coming up. But sometimes that, sometimes there wasn't. And I used to get people saying to me, your emails are great. They're so useful. They're so helpful. I really like receiving them. And you know, that's the best feeling in the world. And the first time anyone said that to me, I was like, oh my God, you actually read them. (laughs) And it just is such a surprise. But yes, people do actually read emails that get sent out. Okay. And then I stopped, I, like I say, I went into kind of cor- more, more corporate work and done for you work um, for a period. So I, I stopped my regular emails. And then when I started up again a few years ago, I my first email, the subject line, as I recall, was hello, stranger. And in the email, I basically said things like just what I've been up to. You know, I got married done this with my business, we've moved house, whatever. I can't remember exactly, but it was that was the gist of the content. And I probably got one of the highest open, I got something like a 70% open rate, which is, you know, which is fab. And I got some really wonderful replies from people just saying, oh, it's lovely to hear from you. And thanks for giving me this news. And I've been doing this. And, and it, it sparked all these lovely conversations. And it gave me the confidence to then continue emailing regularly. And because I just thought of it as, you know, like getting in touch with an old friend and just being open and honest about what was going on, that's how it was received. Whereas if I'd suddenly sent an email that says, right, I'm launching this thing, people are like, well, who the bloody hell is her? Who is she? What's she? What? So it doesn't, it kind of doesn't work like that. You've got to think of it as an intimate way of chatting to people like pen pals. It's, it's, it's a good way to kind of describe that, that you're you're giving, you're adding value, you're being kind to them, you're being nice to them, you're being interested in them. And then every so often you could say, oh, I've got this thing. I've got this thing that you can buy. And I know that you're going to want it because we've been in touch all this time and you read all my emails. So it's it's a much softer and gentler way of doing things. Um, there's lots of software that you can use for actually properly sending these emails. Because if you do just send it to via your Gmail or Outlook or whatever you use, then, um, you know, people might see other people's email addresses, which is a no-no. 
and also they won't have the unsubscribe option. So that is also a no-no. There's lots of software out there. I use something called ConvertKit, which I've used for a while, for a few years, and I really like it. I really like how easy it is to use. I like how easy it is to set up, to sorry, to see the stats of who's opened things and just cool stuff like you can you can send an email out and then you can just automatically resend it to the people who didn't open it. And it's just such a cool tool that. And so simple, so easy. It's like one click. So it's brilliant. So in the show notes, there's a link to a to a free trial that you can get with ConvertKit which might be useful for you. So have a look and see what you, see what you think about that. But the the easiest thing is to, to to start to start sending them and to keep sending them. To think about adding value, to think about being chatty or sharing a link to your blog or your podcast, to offer exclusive content that isn't shared on your social media or a summary of all your posts that week. You know, repurpose your content. Do not double think about everything that you need to do. And then make offers and you will get sales if you've been building up a relationship with people. So it really is such a beautifully easy, gentle, intimate way to keep in touch with people. And as you can tell, I'm a big fan. (laughs) But social media, remember, is like being on rented land. It's like building your house on rented land. It's vulnerable. And if that's all you're relying on, then just bear in mind that you might lose everything okay you probably won't but you might and that is that's difficult so if you if you share some posts on social media about how the fact you've got an email list and if people want you know want to get to know you a bit more you want to get to know them start chatting a bit more away from social media this is how you sign up and tools such as convertkit will allow you to create really simple sign up forms so even if you haven't got a website no excuse not to start an email list okay it is easy to email people and you know me as the ease queen i am all about easy and f- helping you find easy gentle kind ways to be more successful in your business you can start emailing people now today yes even while you're still listening to this you can start today with zero skill or zero outlay. ConvertKit, like I say, has a free trial. Other platforms, email marketing tools have free trials and free ongoing ConvertKit. You might always be using a free version of it. Don't necessarily have to pay for it. It depends on the, they're usually charged by the number of subscribers you have. So if you're at the early stages in building your email, you won't have to pay, um, which is great. So no excuses, I say. And don't forget that there is that free guide at libbylangley.com slash resources on the easy way to start emailing your audience. Um, If you set up and, you know, if you have an email list, then feel free to send me the link to sign up for it. And because it's sometimes quite interesting to see what people are emailing out. Now, just a note on that. I do not... I will not encourage you to sign up for lots of different email lists because that is uh, that's overwhelming and you don't need the clutter in your inbox. Me doing it as a research tool is totally different. Okay, so I'm not saying to you go out and sign up for a million email email lists unless you want to sign up for mine. And in which case, 
then just go to LibbyLangley.com and you'll find lots of links on how you can sign up for my email list. Like I say, I email out twice a week. That's what I do. I enjoy doing it. And for me, it gets really good results. So I want you to either start an email list, start emailing people, start connecting with people away from social media, or if you already have something set up, use it. (laughs) And if you sometimes use it, commit to doing it on a weekly basis. Because a monthly newsletter ain't going to get you anywhere, but a weekly, here's some interesting stuff, will get you somewhere. And somewhere is where I want you to be. Okay? So thank you very much for joining me today. Please do spread the word about this podcast. You can review it. And if you would take a screenshot of you listening to it, or even a photo if you listen to it, and share that on social media, please do tag me. I'm at Libby Langley on Instagram. And any feedback you've got, you know, anything you want me to talk about again, um, talk about again, talk about in future episodes, then please do some suggestions my way because it's great to get feedback from you and and hear what it is that you think I might be able to help with and something that I can record an episode on for the future. Don't forget, of course, to subscribe and follow. And it's been an absolute pleasure being in your ears again today. And I will speak to you next time. Till then, bye. Thank you for listening to Life in Business. Please make sure you subscribe or follow so you don't miss any future episodes. If you enjoyed today's show, please leave a review as it helps others to find the podcast and spread the word that there is an easier way to do business. If you want to chat with me about today's episode or suggest a topic for the future, I'd love to hear from you. You can find me on Instagram at Libby Langley. See you next week.